turn to Job. Job. Um, Job chapter 8. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just a couple of verses here. A little wisdom from Bildad. One of the shortest men in the Bible. Bildad the Shuhite. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, since the Lord rebuked Bildad and his friends at the end of this book, we wouldn't necessarily take a lot of what they said as our first stop for doctrine. But um, I'm just looking at verses 8 and 9 of um, Job chapter 8. Bildad said this to Job, Please inquire of past generations and consider the things searched out by their fathers. For we are only of yesterday and know nothing because our days on earth are as a shadow. Now, there's a movement going on of um, in evangelical circles, actually, to reject the ages of people as recorded in Genesis and to treat the creation account as a myth. Um, and it seems to me, I haven't done a lot of study in this thing at this point. Oh, I have a message here on the screen. Oh, it's being recorded. Okay. <laughs> um, it seems to me that the purpose of evangelicals performing these hermeneutical gymnastics is to attempt to uh, subject scripture to the beliefs of the current scientific establishment. But yet they are evangelicals and they want to cling to the inspiration of scripture. So they're coming up with new ways of trying to understand things. Um, that is my impression. But it seems to me that this ancient text we just read in Job here uh, has some implications in that regard. Um, I think it may be implying that there was a dramatic decrease in the lifespan of people. Uh, Bill Dad's point seems to be that past generations were able to attain greater wisdom than what all of them sitting around at the moment uh, could generate themselves because they were significantly more proximate to uh, the point of creation. He says, we are only of yesterday. That's in contrast to these uh, older generations. We are only of yesterday. And so therefore... That's a reason why these folks who were from much further back would have more wisdom. Um, and they live much longer. He says, our days on earth are as a shadow. Um, and I think the idea there is it's fleeting. Job says in himself in uh, chapter 14, 1 and 2, man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. So we learn in uh, the end of the book of Job in chapter 42 that Job lived an additional 140 years after the Lord resolved all the questions there, the way he chose to do that, um, and that he died an old man. So there's also the point made that he saw four generations of his new family, and that's stated as if it's a, a real blessing that that... that happened. So um, those kind of considerations make 
perfect sense and jive very nicely with the traditional understanding of the early chapters of Genesis. Um, they would seem to place Job roughly at the time of Abraham, maybe a little before Abraham, um, just judging by the ages, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, it was just a simple thought that I had as I was reading through this, reading through Job and came to this passage. It just hit me that, well, this is certainly not an explicit passage that we would be the first place we would turn to to defend the historicity of Genesis. But uh, implications that we find throughout scripture like this, um, in this case, it seems to me that the implication is we should take the interpretation of Genesis the way we always have um, and not to look for other other possible interpretations. Um, I think that that's a... Uh, just significant for any kind of change in doctrine. I'm reminded back in the 1800s, there was a big attack on the uh, first five books of the Bible with the documentary hypothesis. And it was coming out of Germany and the great greatest minds in theology were espousing this stuff and people didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to defend against that. And eventually that was totally debunked, totally rejected. Nobody <laughs> believes that today that I'm aware of. Um, but it took some time. So I think that we can see when new interpretations come out, it's wise to take our time before embracing them and to look um, critically at them, not just in a few passages that they're referencing, but through the whole scriptures, does it really fit with the rest of scripture? Um, one other point that I think uh, Bill Dad makes here, is that I think actually is a good point. Um, today, our lifespans are even shorter and we are even farther removed from creation. Uh, so I think it's really foolish to suppose we can discover uh, wisdom merely from our own experiences. Wisdom comes from God. And so we can thank him that he's given us the scriptures. He's given us uh, the Holy Spirit when we trusted in him. And I think these things can help us and keep us from chasing uh, arrogant and ignorant uh, fantasies of the world. And we can cling to the wisdom that he provides himself in the scriptures. That's my thoughts for today.